Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. My name is James. And I'm Brian. Yes, Brian, you're back. I am back. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, I've been away. Yes, you month. have. I know, for a long time. <laughs> Which I is missed that? your birthday, and yeah, you were, I missed you, your birthday? Yeah, I know. I know. Weird. Missed Tony Bennett's birthday. Ernie Pyle's birthday. <laughs> uh, well, you know, being on this trip allows me a chance to go out and uh, go to some game stores. I've got like a little pattern of game stores to go out there. So that's, you actually brought this up as uh, something to talk about, but the uh, side piece store. Yeah, now you're you go on this trip a while. For like, You go on this trip every what? Couple? Every, yeah, three times a year. Three times a year. So you, you, you know which game stores you're going to hit. Now, whenever I like to travel, whenever, well, whenever I travel, uh, I like to go to different stores because I like to see, you know, what other, what, what's out there. Uh, you know, I've I've actually gotten to the point uh, in this this place in that idea you're bringing up of what you're looking for in an independent game store, because there's ones I'll just drive in front of, like you know, pull it up on Google Maps or something like nearby game stores, and you know, you drive out front and know like, okay, I'm just going to keep on going because they're not going to have what I'm looking for. Yeah, out of there. course. And so, this let's talk about your trip to Las Vegas. Where did yeah, so uh, while you were on your trip, I went on a short trip, and, uh, you know, Las Vegas being what it is, I thought visiting some of the game stores would be, you know, interesting. Um, you know, being a place with two million people in the greater metro area, and with all the money that comes into Las Vegas, and the people that come in and out, and all of the different gaming conventions that are holding. Uh, Las Vegas, I was thinking, you know, there might be something interesting. There was, you know, there are game stores. I mean, I only visited two. There was only ten game stores, which is always interesting because ten per, ten for two million, and then here in Albuquerque we have ten for half a million. Well, that, with Albuquerque, you're counting the Pokemon Magic the Gathering stores in there with like places yes, like Etten yes. and Duke, but Active is gone now. Oh, Duke, Duke is only card games. I thought, okay. Okay. But, I thought, oh. so I went, so how I decided to go to these, as I, I'll probably, so I have to go back in about a month, because it was also a family trip, and so I have okay. to do another family trip in about a month. And the first two that I went to, I decided to go to the WPN Premium stores, which there was only two in Vegas. There's, they're not common. There's only one in New Mexico. Um, we're working on it for Etten. Um, what does that mean? Does it... You have to jump. It, meant, it means that you jumped through a bunch of hoops and uh, did everything you could to make wizards of the coast as happy as they can <laughs> and <laughs> that you put their product in front of all the others. Okay. Do they do they have like a website? Like on their website, do you, they yes, have it yeah, listed? Yeah, you get a oh, placard. Okay. You they, you have you get extra bonus stuff. You get cards. You get um, you get a whole bunch of bonus stuff. You get extra uh, product when it comes out. You get there are a lot of bonuses to it. And yeah, on the website, if you look them up, it'll say WPN Premium right next to their name. So when you travel, if that's the store you're looking for, what do they have that makes it so special? Like so, use a retail, like use a retail Usually shop. that means that they're bigger, that they've been around for a longer time. 
that uh, they have put money into improving their store and done things out of the ordinary that normal stores, the, the bulk of the stores haven't done. Um, Is there something different I can buy there that I can't at a non... There are veggie? some things, but it's all, you know, magic stuff. It's, all, okay. if, if you, it's mostly just for Magic the Gathering. Um, but you have to do a lot to the store in order to get there. That Usually that means that, A, they're going to be bigger, they're going to be better, and they're usually going to have a lot of product. Whether well, or not it's Wizards of the Coast or, you know, Games Workshop or not. So the advantage of going to that store would be if there's like some special event that store is guaranteed guaranteed to have like the super rare card or yes. like the promo cards. Okay. Yeah, they get special promo cards that even have their name on them. So yeah, there's some things that you could only get at a WPN premium store. Okay. But it's just the fact that you have to jump through so many hoops as a store to get to that point that usually that means that they're going to carry not only just magic, but, you know, have room and space for a lot of other things. Yeah, to capture the smell of a rainbow and yes. the laugh of a kitten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so the, first, the, the two that I went to was Power Nine Games and Little Shop of Magic. Which, try looking up Little Shop of Magic in, in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. <laughs> and that was an interesting... Fun. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of confused people that walk into that store. Where's my magic supplies? <laughs> Penn and Teller go there all the time. But they don't ever buy anything. <laughs> Doggone it, Teller. You said that this is... <laughs> so I went there. They actually didn't sell any singles, which was interesting. Um, singles for magic cards. Um, but man, they had... You can be that big of a store and not sell singles? You can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they focused on pretty much everything else, but they also had a large selection of sealed magic products. They were premium, so they also get a lot of that stuff. Um, but they had uh, Games Workshop. They had ton They had like an entire uh, stack of the Age of Darkness boxes. They had... Didn't have a lot of the older stuff. It seemed like they was all they were just they just moved into a new bigger spot, which is explains why they're WPN. That's when you got to take oh, okay. advantage of it is when you move into a new spot. Um, do you have to be able to hold enough people to play like you your do. Friday you have, Night Magic? Has to there's be huge. different biometrics that you have to meet in order to become the WPN. That's why you have to jump through so many hoops. Right, okay. You have to have a certain number of people each week that come in and play. You have to retain people. You have to have new people come in. It's, and it's, this is all uh, handled on their own website and uh, tournament roster uh, <laughs> app and everything. So it's, it's, there's a lot that goes on to be a WPN store. It almost sounds like you're, like your polar bear population. Do you have to get your magic players and RFID tag them? Yeah, they keep they're <laughs> oh, yeah, migrating no, they have, back. Yeah, yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to use a, you know, if they're a guest and they don't have a uh, email that's tagged to the the WPN network, it's you know that, that's not counted. So they have to, you have to get them to sign up for it, and so that you know you can keep track of them. It's there's a lot. Okay. So, but, so this is like a bigger place, newer store, not a lot of old stock in there. Not a lot of old stock, which I was... And no singles, so it's like... Yeah, 
I mean, they had some sealed product that I wanted, so I bought some, they had a lot of dice, uh, and so I bought some dice and some packs, um, but everything else I could get it at, and, um, so I wasn't, you know, too into there, yeah. but they were just moving in, so they could have other stuff in the back, they just didn't have everything set up, because they also didn't have any play space, they had, That's they had weird. entire, like, quarter of the store, marked out where they had like boxes and stuff so I think that's where they're and I was over I was I was listening to a conversation between the owner and somebody else um because I'm nosy and uh they did say that they had multiple private rooms so I didn't see those and those must have been off on the side where oh, I oh it's just a access. front Vegas yeah. it's just a front that's not <laughs> that's not a real game store <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a Vegas the champagne front. rooms. <laughs> so I didn't stay long there. Um, but the second one, that was Little Shop of Magic. And the second one I went to was Power Nine Games. And there I got to talk, talking to the, the owner of the store. And I told him that I worked at the game store. And we started talking about, you know, what, what we look for in, like, game stores and everything. And he's like... He was talking about how a lot of the game stores in town were new, popped up in the last couple of years, which I think is happening everywhere. Um, and they're not really putting in the effort that older stores have been putting in. And so they're kind of just there with magic singles making money. And Do you think that might just be sour grapes there? Like new I mean, stores coming in and they're bigger than yours and you're like, well, I, I put in the time. Well, this was the biggest store in town. Oh, okay. Yeah, had the biggest play space. I mean, they had a giant play space for magic and card games, and then they even had a back area all for just miniature games. They had specific tables, terrain, and a room specifically for miniature games. So it was an impressive building. Um, they didn't have a lot of product. Um, they had enough that it was, you know, they had their GW stuff. They had their... Um, they had a little more than... Etten does, um, but for our size, Etten has a lot of miniature games. Um, but I stayed there for a couple hours because I was looking through their I was looking through their miniatures. They didn't have anything used, which I was sad about. But um, they had singles, so I looked through their singles for Magic, and just talked about you know game stores and um, how we purchase stuff and what's selling, what's popular, what games are being played. Um, so, yeah. well, that was, you contacted me about that and we figured, okay, Las Vegas, there's going to be someone who's got to pay off their gambling debt. So yeah. It's like going to a Bretonian army or something. And I was thinking that it was going to be kind of like a, a pawn stars. A, yeah, yeah. A pawn shop in Vegas. If, you, if you've ever been to a pawn shop in Vegas, you know that it is something to behold. You'll find the weirdest things in there. So I was like, well, you know, game stores buy stuff, and there's some game stores that buy used stuff. So obviously people got to go, and since there's, you know, there's magic tournaments there, there's uh, the Las Vegas Open, um, there's plenty of other uh, things that happen there that, you know, a lot of gamers come in, and, you know, if they lose the, the Las Vegas Open, they just go and sell their their whole army so I they could, don't have to carry I could home. see doing that instead of setting your <laughs> army on fire. Just run over and, like, sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not playing Dark Eldar ever again. <laughs> this game sucks. <laughs> so Meta-shifted. Meta-shifted. Yeah, that's so. what I went into the, the whole 
game store thing, and I was going for the biggest ones because, you know, they usually have the most money to buy stuff. So that's what I came in thinking, and didn't find anything, but I did come to the realization that the nicer, cleaner stores, the bigger stores are the ones that look like Etn, and that what we're trying to do, and that that model is successful, um, but if you work at a game store, you're not going to find anything that you're probably not going to be able to order. Yeah. Yeah. We all have the same distributor. And in fact, we have more esoteric stuff than any other game store I've been to other than like, you know, Mox or Guardian or, you know, some uh, Goldmine Games, which are giant, giant game stores that, you know, every every corner is filled with product. Um, But I mean, I didn't see any like the indie RPGs that we carry. We didn't, I didn't see any of the weird... uh, miniatures agnostic miniature games that we carry so it was it was it was weird seeing big stores without that that kind of stuff yeah well that's why i said sometimes i'll drive in front of the store and i just look in the window and i keep on going because that's not the type the store i'm looking for it's like if you guys have it why would i drive five states away to go buy something that you guys sell yeah also exactly so so you got to find something oddball out there like no one else carries yes. like a retail so format. my plan next time is to hit all the small stores and see what I can find at the small stores <laughs> because I already got the big stores out of the way I know what they have I know what I know what to expect from them but now the small stores that's where you get the weird stuff now that's where you go yeah I yeah I specialize in the uh, that's what I look for I'm I'm looking for the store that's been open more than 20 years and the guy has stock from when he opened. And so, let's see. I hit Dragon's Horde in Stanton, Virginia. Um, interviewed uh, your hobby place in Alexandria. That mm-hmm. used to be like Eagle and Empire, and they got bought out by a chain. But they still have a lot of the old stock, and they still diversify. So I think like the trick is like stores that have GW but have historical stuff. As like a store, they're used to like selling stuff that's not GW, so they're more comfortable about taking that risk. Yes. There, but yeah, in like the DC Metro, if you get far enough away, you hit like um, Annapolis Third Eye uh, Comics and Games, which is actually two stores. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I had to follow yeah. them online because yeah. they're that's a cool store. Yeah, because one side is comics and the other side, um, and then games and stuff. So I'll go to Third Eye and Games and stuff, which is up in uh, outside Baltimore. Because they'll have, like, they, they have so much room to fill on stock. Like, games and stuff will have the oddball RPGs. So they actually had, like, uh, Bot Wars, that Australian game. That's oh, yeah. That's fun of Transformers and G.I. Joe smashed <laughs> together. Yes. They have, like, a full end cap display. Oh, that's awesome. Out there. And then uh, they also, I didn't pick it up, but they had the new uh, G.I. Joe RPG with 28 millimeter figures. Had the figures? Yeah, it's like we like, got the RPG, but we didn't get the figures. They got it. They actually had like this little starter box. What is it like, three inch by five inch by eight inch starter box with like Gung Ho and Snake Eyes and uh, Scarlet all in there. It was miniatures. I I had to walk away from that one. It's like my car was full. It's like <laughs> if you're my next trip, if that's still there, I'm walking away with that one. <laughs> but. Um, there's also one, like, if I go see my brother in, like, uh, southern Maryland, which is just, like, a gaming desert, there's, like, a place called High Tide, 
and they've got uh, they'll do some something similar of Willow by like um, Infinity. Yeah. Like, all three of those stores have Infinity, but Infinity's been so around for so long, <laughs> they have all different SKUs of yes. Infinity. <laughs> um, and uh, what's that? Uh, Mansur or something. Uh, Privateer Press has that. Uh, they're like little mechs. They did a Kickstarter for it. Yes. What was that? Oh, I'm trying to remember that game. Yeah, but it's like their fu- future, and like they have a historical fantasy mech yes. game, and this is like their future. It's gonna once we get off, I'm gonna remember it. But oh, of course. Yeah, but like they had, they have everything, like at high tide. So it's like you go to like rural Southern Maryland, it's got like everything from like that privateer press game, like all the skews. I'm like, what the heck is this even doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? But like my favorite store to go to is up, go up to Long Island, and they have um, Brothers Grimm, which that has the secondary market, like you were talking about. Ah, they okay. they have. So if you want to buy X-Wing, like, ships, if you want to buy, like, third or second edition Warhammer armies, they have, like, display shelves in there. See, now that, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking yeah. for. Now, all their new stuff um, is just standard, what you'd get anywhere else. And uh, they play, like, uh, if you're talking card games, they play Pokemon there, Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> uh, Magic the Gathering. Like they got card game. I, I bet they even play Yu-Gi-Oh there. They get all the they weird ones. They have all the card game, like all the oddball <laughs> card games. But uh, like five miles away is like Men at Arms Hobby, and that's like the tiny storefront, like a seventy-six-year-old man in there with like model kits and like wargaming stuff, and he's brought in some gunpla. And his is the shop I go to because I know if it's oddball, like he'll buy one of it. So yeah. it's like, if you want a Blood and Valor book, he was like the first to carry it. It's like this whole trip, I didn't, so I interviewed the guys that made uh, Blood and Steel, mm-hmm. which is by Firelock, and um, I didn't do the online sales because I figured, you know, that guy out there, he buys Firelock games, and so I'll buy his physical copy. I know I'll pay more, I won't get like the pre-order discount. Yeah. And so I show up there, he doesn't have Blood and Steel. He's got like three copies, I'm like, what's going on? He goes, can't get it. Like, okay, well, I'll have to wait a couple months to come back, get Blood and Steel from them. But uh, the big thing I've noticed, the way to judge a store is what paints they carry. Yes. So the bigger selection of your paints, probably the more esoteric your collection of miniatures are. Yes. So it's like, you guys aren't up there with uh, Games and Stuff or Third Eye. Games and Stuff has, I think they're now up to like six different paint lines. We're getting there. Yeah, you're getting there. We're getting getting there. Yeah. (laughs) You need a bigger store. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Games and stuff in Third Eye are huge. Those are, especially Third Eye, that's a warehouse building. Yeah. No, I mean, as soon as we get a, get a bigger space, trust me, you'll see an increase in stock. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's the thing is um, when I go to, like, Dragon's Horde or uh, Man at Arms, I always make sure to buy something. Yes. Because I know those are, like, these old guys that... Um, they buy all this oddball stuff and say, like, I want to keep them around. I want to encourage them to keep buying the oddball stuff. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to buy one thing. Um, and so like I bought the Necromunda plate game, the 12 inch by 12 inch at Dragon's Horde. He had like two of them. <laughs> like I know they started making them again, but like there is no game out there that he will not buy, buy like 
salesman must just run by a store and say, do you want to buy this? And <laughs> yes, he'll stick it on his shelf. Now, he'll charge more than MSRP, but you know what? I know he has it, and he always has Necromunda, Aeronautica, Imperialis, like everything. Yeah, and, and multiples that's something the most stores will not yeah. carry. And even like, the Games Workshop stores don't even carry oh, yeah. that. When I go into your Games Workshop, it's like, hey, do you have this? No. What do you mean you don't? Is it 40K or AOS? <laughs> yeah. I, I know you support other games. Like, Kill Team's kind of there. Like, Kill Team, like, every yeah. Warhammer store will carry. But uh, I tried to get them to carry Necromunda. Oh, or yeah. Blood Bowl you're or not going to get anything from that. that. I think that's the only thing they give them discretion on is the specialist games. Yep. So, that's a. Uh, but where I was going, yeah, paint. So, I'll, I'll go out there and, like, uh, what did I buy? The um, Vallejo. Did that uh, Monster Fight Club? Yes. Or Cyberpunk Red had that special paint set. You guys got like four boxes? Yes. They made four boxes. What was it? Ten paints each box with like the special miniature? Yes. And I, they were expensive, so I didn't buy them all at once and they sold out. Uh, Third Eye and Games and stuff had them. Oh, okay. Like, so right you got now. them from them. Well, I've been buying them slowly one yeah. at a time. Yeah. And I know my next trip out there. I'll go and finish out the collection. There you go. So, yeah, Vaiho does a lot. Of, they did that for uh, Infinity as well. Um, but I think I think you're right. Like, so the uh, Power Nine Games had Games Workshop. They had just regular their paint and not even yeah. Army Painter. No, nope, they didn't have Army Painter. Oof. That's not a good sign. It's like yeah, I mean they were they were way more into magic. Um, okay. To be fair. Um, but then, you know, over at Little Shop of Magic, they had, like, they had AK paints. They had the, the AK sprays. I was very tempted to k- take the AK sprays, but I was flying, so couldn't do <laughs> That's that. That's the problem is, like, yeah, since I drive, I have a little bit more freedom. I'm, like, moving aerosol cans yes. back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine trying to get your modeling kit through carry-on. Oh. It's like I've had a guy like pull out my um, Exacto blade. He's like, "What's in here?" Like, you can take the blade. I'll just buy new blades at Target. Yeah, just throw <laughs> it away. Whatever moves this process along. <laughs> at that point, just throws it. Just throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the and there was a lot more miniatures at the Little Shop of Magic than there was at Power Nine. So I, I think you're right because I mean, here we have a lot of miniatures at Etten. Yeah. And, I mean... Well, what paints have, are you carrying now? We have the entire Army Painter range, the entire Citadel range, the entire... Turbo Dork range, and... That other one. Oh, why can't I remember it? <laughs> Did you say AK? No, we don't have AK. Um, oh, uh, Mon... Monument. Monument. Yes, we have the entire... Mon- mon- I was thinking monolith. No, no. monument. Monument, yeah, yeah. We have the entire monument uh, line. And we have on order the the two thin coats. Um paint range. Yeah, when I talked to Duncan, he said they had a special 
rack? Are you getting the whole rack? We're getting the entire rack. Yep. So he, uh, we actually did that before you had the interview with him. Okay. Um, <laughs> because as soon as we figured out that we were able to get it through Asmodee, we were first ones on the order. Yeah. Um, and sometime soon we'll get the Vallejo Dungeons & Dragons line in stock. That has what? been on pre-order Doesn't that come for... and go? No, that Because you does. have some other D&D lines They there. did. They, so they had different kits, but they have an entire range with a entire rack with single paints in it, and that has been on pre-order for uh, two years now. I... How's that going to be different? It's like, do they just take off German waffle fob green and like put on like yeah, hobgoblin much. green? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Same and no, there's there's going to be special formulations for D and D. Oh, sure. That you can only get through those ones, but you know it's going to be the same thing. There, I don't know. I did that before where I bought like the Vallejo paint for like uh, bolt action, one of the German ones, and. If you have enough of the Army Painter and GW line already, it's like, this is the same paint. It's the same paint. I mean, sure, it might be in a dropper. But it's the same. You know, my, that's my biggest problem when I move paints back and forth, is um, not leaving New Mexico, but re-entering. Because mm-hmm. all my bottles repressurize. Yes. <laughs> so when you open them up, they just start <laughs> volcanoing out. It's like, when I get, if I want to get back, i got to go through all my paints. Like the, um, Depressurize them? Yeah, like, unscrew them real quick. You hear that pop, and then, like, screw it back down before it starts spraying paint <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's got to equalize the pressure. Yeah, that's, like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> well, I had that happen with my glue. Uh, not my uh, Warhammer, like, getting the Citadel glue. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the metal rod always comes out of those oh, glue. Oh, yeah, all the time. So it, it pressurized and shot out, and then, like, in my kit bag, it just started pouring glue. Oh, no. Because it, it pressurized and popped in there. It's like, oh, you. Yeah, that's why I don't grab any hobby stuff while I'm, you know, out traveling. I got nothing else. I'm gone for, like, a month. It's like, yeah, I know. I you you have to get it because you, have, you, need, you need stuff to do. Yeah, I'm wandering around. Because uh, not every place I go has a game store. Yeah. I found that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't look too hard in Fayetteville, Arkansas, but... That doesn't uh, sound like a town that would have gaming You know, stuff. they have a large university there. But I didn't look. I was... It takes so long to get in. I got to leave early. Then I got meetings, but... Anyway. But, uh... So, like... Think of, right, there's those stores... And, you know, the pain is an indication that your store's got a hobby crew. Like, people who have no impulse control... Yes. ...to buy... Games, so you have a regular client base that feeds that eclectic uh, purchase of paints and different miniatures. Yes. Because um, I've seen stores that, like, uh, out in Long Island, there's, like, East End Games. They were a video game store, and then they sold cards. And then the guys, like, I guess met a GW rep and decided to carry GW. And, like, a year later, he was selling it all off. And, you know, you see the Facebook post, and it's like, yeah, I'm setting up my first six by four table in the shop, and like, I can see pe- why people are into this. Then, like eight months later, it's like getting rid of it all. Like, come buy it out. There's like, been a couple of stores like that in town too. Where yeah, it's just like they focus on magic, and then they're like, "Well, Games Workshop seems to be doing well at these other stores," and they get into it, and it doesn't sell, and they're like, "All right, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah. We'll just move back to magic." Well, I think the problem is like you believe. You, 
if you're not into a tabletop game, you believe the distributor. Like when the sales call comes, like yeah. this is the super hot game, super hot right now. So, example, uh, Horace Heresy box. I think you're the only store that actually sold through their allotment. Of and Horace we bought Her- a lot. Every other store, there's like twenty. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Every store I went to had more like <laughs> had more than we did, and I mean we ordered we ordered fifty, and we sold through every single one of them. So that, and then you know, I thought we were gonna have to like sell you the other ones so you. If could I was gonna hack them go up, piece yeah. them out. But did we sold them before you got back? One yeah. week before you you even came back. So it was it was a struggle to make the numbers work on the Horace Heresy box. Yeah. Because of the tactical marines, like beakies. Yeah. Not a big. They are very worthless monetary yeah. wise right now. Yeah. A lot of that box's plastic was chewed up. Yeah. In the Beakies there. Good price if you wanted to interest it, if you wanted to play it. If you wanted to sell it on, not a lot of meat yeah. on the bone. So Agreed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, every store. You can tell G, the GW sales reps push hard. I didn't see him at Men at Arms because he's got a tiny store. He's not going to fall for that. Yeah. Uh, I did see a box, the, uh, the Necromunda Underhive box, you know, that big giant one. Oh, yeah. 180 bucks. He put, it, he put it on his like 30%, 40% off shelf. Like, get it out of my store <laughs> next to this uh, Judge Dredd miniature game. Oh, yeah? If I had the room, I was looking at 180 because I figured, like, <laughs> Nathan, Nathan would buy it off me. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. For, especially for that price. It's like, I could help this guy out, get it off the shelf. Yeah. It's like, I don't have any room. I got to stop at Ikea and I get tables before I come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then at that point, you have no room left. <laughs> That's what Albuquerque does not have in Ikea. <laughs> It is something Albuquerque does not have. And we don't have a lot, but, you know. <laughs> uh, so, I know when I search for, like, um, like, are there game stores around? I'm trying to find, like, the hole-in-the-wall places that have been there for a while. And let's try to get pictures. So, I know, like, I actually, like, when I go to smaller towns, I'm looking for the comic slash game store. Because I've noticed that, like, comic slash game stores tend to, um, like, every comic store, they're used to making bad decisions in their yes. buying, and they'll keep it on the shelf forever. So you'll find stuff that is just, like, that is off the wall. very true. Yeah, comic book stores, that, I think it goes down to the impulse. If you're if you're in a comic book store, I don't think you have impulse because you're just like, well, that's going to sell, that's going to sell, so that's going to sell. Everything will sell. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I talked to the guys that, um, after I finished up the recording, I went back in and I met the general manager. So, like, the guy I interviewed, he's, like, corporate, kind of. Oh, yeah. Um, but the uh, general manager who actually manages the store, he's like, look, we'll sell through all the GW stuff, eventually. But it's like, how stale is it going to be? Um, could we have used the money to get stuff that's going to move through the store faster and made a prof, made more of a profit than... Um, 20 boxes yeah. of Horus Heresy there. Agreed. So, I mean, that is the thing with Games Workshop is that it will sell eventually. So, <laughs> well, they're sitting on a uh, lot of uh, Warlord Epic Waterloo. Ah, so yeah. I, I knew I was... So I went there to get my Prussian army. 
to add add the Prussian box to all my starter boxes there because they're only thirteen point five millimeters. <laughs> take out, <laughs> take you a, a full army. He's like yeah. nothing. He's so I mean, at that point, you just might as well collect all the armies. <laughs> buy, buy all the army, and they had the promo, so ah, they had edition go. resin, like in store. It's like, well, I'm gotta buy this. And so I think I'm the opposite. I'm trying to find the biggest and best because I work but at the game do, store. What do they have that you don't can't already get? ideas on how to improve well i mean then you're just not, you're not shopping for product you're just looking at how that store handles it like how they yes, handle events you're, you're right and if i find something it's a bonus <laughs> now one thing that i do look for at every store i go to is do they have merch the cliff shirts and like shirts yeah shirts is something but i'm looking for like dice or oh, the coins. pins or coins or yeah. something that like I can use in a game. Because if I can use it in a game, that's even better. Because then I'm just like, hey, I got these from a game store. And that's, that's what I want Etten to have is like, you know, D, a D6 box of D6s with our logo on it. And you can just take them. And when you're playing your, you know, 40K and you roll those, it says Etten. And, you know, that's super cool. <laughs> You can get custom dice anytime, right? Yeah. 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 I just... has, I've gotten custom dice from uh, a couple different stores that I've been to, so but I mean, you gotta remember I'm not the owner of the store. <laughs> just I just, just place here. the order and say, I ordered that. No, you <laughs> ordered that, don't you remember? Yeah, you did that. I do I do that with my boss all the time. <laughs> did you tell me you were gonna do that? Yes. Of course I did. <laughs> you were there. You <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> It's not my fault you can't remember. <laughs> well, so you want something unique to that store? Because I like when I went to uh, Man at Harm, uh, I was talking to the uh, guy behind the counter, and he was like, "You know what? I got something for you." And he gave me one of those uh, Space Wolf Legion coins for the Horus Heresy, oh, yeah. like a little leather bag. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Here, take this." So obviously he got it on the consignment, like of some shipment. So it's like, okay. I, mean, I don't. I don't yeah. play Space Wolves, but it's like a coin. It's it's a it's a Luna Wolves. Luna Wolves, okay. Yeah. Because the Luna Wolves become uh, Sons of Horus, and that's the other side of the coin. Oh, is that what? Okay. Yeah. It looked kind of like a wolf thing. So I bet this must be somehow <laughs> related to the Space Wolves. No, no, the Luna Wolves. Uh, gotcha. Which was their primarch is Horus. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Little little history lessons for you. <laughs> you know what? For me, it's Siophis Kane and uh, read like one Eisenhorn book, but yeah. See, that's yeah. 40k. So I, um, yeah, I don't know so any 30, 40k I lore, but I, I know a little bit of 30k lore. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but so when you went up and saw like the big bad stores up in Las Vegas. We've talked about this with Etten. Like, do you need a bigger store? Oh, yeah. 100%. Because it's... it's. Have you been in, what, just over a year you've been in the store? Are you close not to a year? Not, not even Yeah, a year? December will be a year. And we need a bigger store, like, a year ago. Well, I saw you finally remove... You moved the uh, shelves around so they actually make some form of sense. Yes. Much, it took us 12 better. different tries to get, like, a... And we're going to change it around again and figure out that it doesn't work or, you know, something. 
but I mean, it just, you know, when you get into a new space, it takes a little while to adjust to how that space you want to look and when you already outgrew the space, it's, you know, you have to finagle things to be able to fit everything that you want. Yeah. I want 20 more lines of miniatures. I want, I want box sets of different things. I want, I want a thousand different things on the shelf. But we don't have room for it. So I noticed um, there are a couple stores up in, like, Leesburg. I didn't make it to this time. But they've got, like, real eclectic collections of, like, the Osprey Games books, uh, God's Eye Games, some of these other ones. Yeah. So you guys actually have more of a complete, like, big miniature agnostic games out there. And so I saw like, you even got uh, Rain and Hell. Rain and Hell. Fi- you got a physical Castles copy. Castles in the Sky. You know, which I was thinking, where... <laughs> I read... So I read um, the War Games Illustrated like review mm-hmm. of Castles in the Sky, and it was like the miniatures in it are from like in the book. The pictures of the miniatures, like the reviewers, like oh, this is from an old older game that used was about floating World War One airships yeah. shooting each other, <laughs> and it's like we need two of these games, like. The market was so filled with floating World War One ships that we need <laughs> not one but two. And then Sean sends me like, "Oh, I backed a Leviathan from at the retail Catalyst, level about yeah. World War One, a third game about World War One floating battleships." I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, what, yeah, I didn't understand. I mean, I could, I don't know why Catalyst got jumped in on that one, but I mean, I could, I, I get the blue book because you could, you could use any miniatures yeah. you want. You go buy the Victory at Sea Box. You just put flying stands on them, boom, you're playing. You know, that, that's, a, that's a sign when you start growing as a company. Games Workshop's your first. Yep. And then maybe Warlord Games try to capture all those people yep. that want to play a game, but they don't want to play fantasy. They might be able to get them there. And what, where does it go from there? Then you start carrying the Osprey books. Yep. <laughs> then Infinity so your infinity stocks are all over the place. I know. Well, that's because our community is all over the place. I blame it on the. Uh, my my feeling with some of the Spanish companies is, can they deliver a product in a reliable way? No. Because I've heard like uh, Grill Miniature Games Ash Barker joke about like the infinity distributor for Canada, saying like it's a guy in a van down by the river yeah. driving around, and fortunately libel doesn't apply. <laughs> The only time we can get reliable Infinity miniatures is when they release. Like if you pre-order it. That's if we pre-order it. That's after that. It is touch and go. You are very lucky to get anything you want. Well, I so I think about like night model since I'm like I've applied to be a sidekick. I haven't hosted any events yet to get my points, but I still buy stuff from them. I don't need the discount. Yeah. But like their new. third edition box set because they had the back to Gotham box set which is more of the cartoony like what you think of Harley Quinn and then there's um, the latest box set is more off the new movie yeah and so it has much more organized crime focus I was really interested in that since it's more of back to the detective Batman and less the supernatural stuff and so I was like okay but I dithered on like should I get the pre-order or not and like the last minute said okay fine I'll do it 
you can't even pre-order this anymore. We sold through what we were going, so it's now back up. I don't get access to the limited miniature that came out with the pre-order, but it's like, did I need Wandering Bruce Wayne? Probably not. No, probably I'll still, not. Uh, I'll still get um, the box set, but that that's happened with this. This happened before with their first box set where they ran out, and then they got some more back in stock. Yeah. And even when they sent those out, they couldn't get the cards right. And then they just haven't released that. When they released that box set, it was like they took the Ferris wheel out. Like, the, you couldn't even get all the terrain. Um, so it's like production issues with some of those companies there. So I think, I think some stores are kind of limited by their distributor. So one of the fascinating things was when I was talking about your hobby place, so you had your GW sales rep and like how he was messing up orders for you. Left and right. Your hobby place, I went down there and they started complaining about their GW rep <laughs> until he got replaced. So it's like, if you're distributing, so I think some stores have have better performance and like building stock and getting like the throughput just because yep. they have a tighter connection to like their rep or just even a better rep. Yeah, no, it's, it's all like, it is really about the rep. If, if we, we have some really, really good reps right now and when our GW rep was meh, they wouldn't like, sometimes they would skip putting in orders and then that means that I don't get stuff and then it takes a while for stock to come in so people stop ordering because the wait times are too long and then, you know, it's just this, you know, uh, rolling effect that affects everything. Well, I think, I was talking to like Men in Arms Hobbies, like if you don't get that GW release, like the weekend it right drops, away. the next weekend all this stuff's worthless. Yep. Because we saw that, uh, now you guys sold through the Horus Heresy box. Yes. But there's a lot of stores. And they sold a lot of Horus Heresy. It was the They hype. said GW pushed pushed them, like, take more Horus Heresy. Like, okay, so they did. After that opening weekend, you have a lot of places sitting on, like, 20 boxes. Yeah. Horus Heresy. Oh, yeah. So you've got to wait for, like, whatever Horus Heresy release comes out of, like, get the shoulder pads for this... The mysterious and, redacted legions, but you got to go back and buy the old box. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's with Games Workshop new releases, and you, with with how long wait times are, is people want it that release weekend. Mm -hmm. And if you can't fulfill everything off of your pre-order list, then you have that one person that'll just they'll just go to another store because they want it that weekend. Well, they don't care that you can get it in two weeks; they want it then. Well, that's the problem with Infinity, because since the stores can't get it as fast as if I just ordered it online, yeah. everyone orders online, which yeah. means the store doesn't carry it, which means the community doesn't build in the store, so it's always throttle limited, yes. like by its own distribution. Yep. It's like, the online sales should come after the stores get it. I know that sucks, especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere. That is, that is the question I ask every game store I go to. What distributors do you use? Oh, what did they say? So what's... I mean, of course, everybody uses Peach State Hobbies, Golden, um, GTS, and Alliance. Those are the big four. Um, Golden's kind of dropped out a little bit. It's kind of the big well, three now. I think there's some stuff from, like, some of their Osprey Blue Books. Yeah. You ordered from them from, like, two years ago haven't shown up. I know. <laughs> <It's> I know. <laughs> um, 
but it's the little distributors. And of course, Games Workshop and Asmodee have now entered. There, those are like you have to carry those. Um, the GTS as uh, GTS Alliance and PHC all carry the same stuff pretty much. They have some other deals with different places where they get, but those are they carry everything. Mm-hmm. Where a lot, where Asmodee and Games Workshop are very, you know, specialized and they have their own stuff. Um, so pretty much everybody does Asmodee and uh, Games Workshop, and then some combination of the other four. Now, something you've started carrying is more of the uh, Warlord Games stuff. So I think because of Alex, you guys have started this, bringing, yes. bringing more and we're, Warlord Games. Like, we're going to be direct with Warlord. Okay, so that's going to ask you about because I've looked at that before, and Warlord offers direct, but you've got to buy yes. a substantial invest. Three hundred dollars, really? Three hundred pounds, which is a little more but than three hundred dollars. Now, aren't there distributors in like Phoenix or something? Like they're like they're U.S. reps. I think so. I'm yeah. not one hundred percent sure, but yeah, they're in like Arizona. So but like... we're also direct with War Games Atlantic. Um, we're direct with several dice companies. We're we have Indie Press Revolution. We have we have a bunch of smaller distributors to get those weird little things that you know, people would usually just buy online or Kickstart, and we can get like those weird little Kickstarters that you can't get anywhere else. Well, the uh, the Indie RPG that's got to be one of the hardest ones because like Games and Stuff does that, but you have like a completely different selection than they have. Yes, and so totally. it's like. You like the RPGs? You can go crazy. With, oh, like there's so since many. It's just a zine or a book. Is like, <laughs> oh yeah. It, and there's so many different areas of RPGs outside of Dungeons and Dragons because you have like the big name books, the non D and D big name books like Call of Cthulhu, World of Darkness, um, uh, Warhammer. And those ones that have been around for a long time, they're, they've, been, they've always been the alternative to D&D. And then you have like the, the new up-and-comer big books, um, uh, Pathfinder, Starfinder, which both are the old those big... Those have been around Yeah, for a those while. are the old yeah. big book ones. Um, but you have some other ones that are coming up, like anything from uh, Cubicle 7 or um, some of the other companies... And then you have, like, the small books, and then you have the zines, and then you have, like, these other, like, you know, weird RPGs and the box yeah. sets and the storytelling games. And then, you know, once you start getting de- going deeper and deeper and deeper, you realize that it's just this, it's just, RPGs aren't just, like, you know, you grab a book and you play with friends. There's some where you just, like... Everybody covers their eyes and has to describe the first thing that comes to their brain, and then you know you build the world off of that, and you know there's thousands of different things you could do with RPGs now. Um, so finding those weird little ones, that's and see that's what I like. I, you always see a lot of RPG books at places, but it's finding those weird little ones. That's uh, what tells me this is a cool store. Me. <laughs> Somebody in here plays those weird little games that only like you know twenty of us know. That's cool. Well, that's uh, made me think of like uh, what some of the rap, way like rap cassettes were sold. Yes. And like uh, you go down to the canal or like some of the uh, punk, like West Chelsea. Yeah. Like, guy open up the trunk of his car and like want to buy some music. Yeah, there's like <laughs> they there's... see you out there like <laughs> want to buy some RPGs. Come on. 
<laughs> hand scrawled with crayon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that's literally how some of them are made and distributed, which is you know that that you know coming from a punk background. That's you know I look for that because that's that's cool. That it's that underground feel. Of this that's like a, yeah, the underground. <laughs> yeah. We got that underground RPG. <laughs> we got the freshest RPGs. But then you know that's from that from like the Zine RPG scene. We got uh, like Planet Twenty Seven. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Um, twenty seven was a failure. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. We had you know twenty eight different variations, so we got to the good one. Um, did and, you get your PDF? Yeah, I did get my PDF. I should um, get two. I paid for two. You should have gotten two. <laughs> she had two emails. <laughs> but so that's it grew into that. Now you have this underground miniature game, uh, especially with the uh, with the huge growth in three D printing. Yeah. So seeing those miniature agnostic games that are just like Rain and Hell, Planet Twenty Eight, um, those weird weird little games that we all play. Who is, who is the guy? Uh, so I went to before I went on my trip. I was able to the weekend before you had the. Um, at the flea market. Yeah. There's that guy inside. He had the 3D prints. He had some pretty good resin ones. He was doing like the World War One. Yeah. Like weird the, World War One. The turnip, uh, turnip twenty eight, and there was a, there he was doing a couple of different yeah. ones. There's the the Morkborg inspired one, um, Forbidden Psalm, and there's a World War One set in Forbidden Psalm, um, and that's what he was printing for. So yeah, like. Yeah, I like the little float. Like the little floaty tank. Yes. <laughs> so instead of like, you know, your floaty battleship, which makes no sense, no. a floating tank. But see, much more when you get like underground, you know, when you start doing underground miniatures, you need games for those miniatures. So you yeah. get underground <laughs> underground miniature games, and then you get you get these underground miniature well, game fighting rings. and. That's the whole reason you started carrying like some of the war games Atlantic, like French or um, World War One French. Yes. Uh, which I had to admit, like on my trip, like part of the like, Mercy buys, like buying something. I bought, okay, the 95th rifles that War Games Atlantic came out with and the uh, World War One French infantry because I already had the World War One German infantry. So I'll buy the French. Yeah. At, and sure, they're carrying War Games Atlantic, but they'll never buy these sets. I come back, those are like the two sets yeah. you have on the shelf. No, they're sci fi sets I'll definitely be carrying. Oh, they're new ones coming out? Oh, yeah. Prisoners. Yeah, we already have those on pre-order. <laughs> so, I've noticed War Games Atlantic moved their manufacturing back here. Have you seen a lot of their stuff physically in stores? I have not I've seen anywhere. Yeah. I haven't seen, like, I've heard of stores carrying, like, the entire line. I have not seen it, though. No. I mean, like I said, there wasn't a lot at the other stores, and we're... I always like going to big stores and seeing like them not carry stuff that we carry. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I like it. <laughs> oh, I have that. Don't yeah. You? <laughs> Do you have this? Mm. Oh, you can't get it. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever you start stocking Team Yankee, which that'll be down the line. Uh, I guarantee you, you it'll be. I don't think you have the space for it. And when would people game on it? Yeah. You. You're just out of gaming space. Yeah. Like, until you drive out. You know what? You should separate the card business from this. And, like, whenever the paint store down the way goes out of business. No, the, 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 the makeup place. That's never going out of business. I know. But they can move. They might not go out of business, but they could move. Yeah. That's your only hope is that they, they got move. broken into several times this year. <laughs> they, they, got, they got motivation. I'm not saying you know, it was me, but it wasn't me. 
You know what uh, I really appreciate? It's like when I came back here, the Albuquerque homeless people read newspapers and write their manifestos on newspaper. Everywhere else, the homeless people transition to electric device, electronic devices. <laughs> and I, I like an old school, like, crazy homeless person <laughs> out there. It's much more refreshing. Hey, you know, we're keeping it cool in Albuquerque. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> very hipster homeless people. <laughs> That's uh, it's funny. It's like break into a makeup store and they don't take anything. <laughs> they sit next to like a game store with like magic cards. Don't even touch. Yep. <laughs> well, they, they they did take some things when they broke into that store. They got they got a couple diffusers for their hair. So, you know. <laughs> I, need, I need some hair supplies. Hair dry, hair blowers. You know, <laughs> blow dryers. So, well, Ryan, let me. We kind of skip to this. So. I think you're after the big stores. You want to go to the big with all the new and shiny, carrying the mainstream, and like, how are you doing? Yes. Like, how are you working? I'm looking to actually buy. So I'm looking for like. You're looking the for crazy. the front end. I'm looking for the back end. I don't want to pay shipping and handling. Shipping and handling offends me. That's why I buy so much, so I don't pay shipping and handling. Yeah, I of just course. Hate it. It's like uh, paying extra for things you already paid well, for. Like, that's why I like. I'll wait and go to a store. Like, yeah. I want to go buy this store. So I'm trying to find like the weirdest, funkiest store. I didn't mean, do like diners, drive-ins, and dives, and be like the guy Fieri. See, I was like, I was thinking about that. It's like every time I travel, it's like because it's like you find those stores where you're just like, oh, this is, this is a game oh, store, yeah. and you go to the other one and you're like, oh, this is a game store. <laughs> I have to switch back to like, because he always has like classic cars when he goes around and gets food. Yeah. Like, I should go back and get a Honda Fit again. <laughs> just drive around in a Honda Fit. Yes. <laughs> Step out of just the little tiny my, car. Just borrow my girlfriend's Honda Fit. Oh, she has one. Yes, she has. I, I love that car. You don't need to par- really parallel park around here. but No, but it's really good for parallel parking. Oh, yeah. I'd go down to D.C., get like two, uh, four, three, uh, like the 150s or like the 350 van, E350 vans and like, They'd park near each other because they're workmen. Like, ha, 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 we're hogging the street. And, like, get my fit park right in between them. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good. We can go go across country. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, normally we lead off, like, did you actually get any work done on any miniatures? Oh, yeah. I've been, well. I don't know. Last couple times, you've been. You've been fading in the stretch. I sh- I'm going to have to go back and listen to, like, your plan for what you're going to do for the year and what you actually got done. Well, so I got done with my Blood Bowl team, which was in my... T- but you have three Blood Bowl teams. As I, I, got, I got done with one. Okay. That's enough for right now. <laughs> um, and then I fell into uh, Horse Heresy. And so I built a Dimos Pattern Rhino... Uh, a Praetor and a uh, another character and I'm halfway through building a Leviathan Titan right now. Okay. Because you got the whole box. I got the whole box. It's funny because I haven't even touched the box. I'm just building the stuff that comes that is outside of the box. I'm still (laughs) I still have not touched anything in the box and I just bought a, uh, a Kratos tank the other day and I'm going to get to that before I get to the box. 
Oh, man. And next weekend's the next big release, and I have 20 things that I'm getting from it, so... <laughs> Jeez. That is a huge wave release. It is. Right there for... Well, it's everything set. that's in the box, so now don't, oh, okay. buy, don't buy the boxes to split them up, because now they're going to be absolutely yeah. worthless. Um, but it's everything store. from the box, plus some, another Leviathan Titan with ranged weapons, uh, the Tartaros uh, Terminators, which haven't been in stock in a long time, and then another, uh, the Sicarian tank. So I'm, you know, I'm getting everything. At least what? At least two of everything. Oh, it's a good thing you painted. I painted your Necromunda stuff. So yes. Like you're ready to go That's, for that. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was another goal, and it's done. The, you the could boom. click it off. I didn't do it, but it, it's, it was there. <laughs> painted. <laughs> so you haven't been on for over six weeks now. So yeah, it's been a while. Making a little progress. Baby yeah. steps. I've, uh... No, I've gotten a lot done. I'm trying to remember. What's the latest stuff? Getting through my zombies for Project Z. Warlord yep. Games. And so, uh... Trying to make them all look, like, grayish and herd-like. <laughs> uh, got my Antelonica miniatures. Finished up my... In case anyone ever wants to play a game with French SWAT. <laughs> like, I, I finished painting those. <laughs> got my Kill Wager. Painted those. So I've painted a lot of stuff. You also I've, had a month where, you know... I just sit in my hotel room. Yeah. Like, painting stuff. Uh, I've got some more just gotta like trim the bases and everything <laughs> on there finally get through uh, so even though Warlord Epic are tiny you just gotta think of it like each little stand is like one miniature just intricately designed yes <laughs> so <laughs> finally cleaned up my uh, British army to go with my French nice if it wasn't raining it was like I go on my trip and it's like the nice thing about Albuquerque is, like, it's so dry. It's very dry. So it's like you could prime something, and you're done. You can seal something, and you're done. Like, by the second you turn around, walk in, everything's dry. Going back, there's, like, 95% humidity in, like, the D.C. metro. I had, I just got, I'd forgotten what it was like to wait that long for something to dry. Dude. So I'm used to like spray, spray, flip, spray. It doesn't stick to the cardboard to dry so fast. So yep. I go inside. Here I was like standing around for 10 minutes, like, nah, still tacky. <laughs> still tacky. So, because I was hoping to have all my um, silver bayonet guys done. Oh, yeah. I, I did all my ultra modern stuff. Yep. I primed them. They're, they're primed, ready to go. I just had to paint that up. So, the, the big thing holding that back on silver bayonet is I bought the 95th rifles. Like when you play Silver Bayonet, you can tell the idea is that you might get special characters, and that's what they sold. But that's not supposed to be the bulk of your force. It's supposed to be like the riflemen. Yeah. Well, how do you get that? So it's like War Games Atlantic sells like a cheap way to get a bunch of riflemen, more than you'll need for Silver Bayonet. Oh but yeah. You're paying like twenty five bucks. But it's like looking at like, do I really want to go to um, like Russian riflemen? Do I want to buy? I don't know how much the Warlord Games like plastic or metal riflemen are but it's like I want four yeah well I don't need 20 30 <laughs> of them just four yeah exactly <laughs> so me and it's not a big enough game for you to just like hack out the sprues and like no. sell off the sprues there no so. not really no I also forgot I built two brought tanks 
and two Grot cannons as well for my Grot army. Grot tanks and cannons? Yeah. You got an all Grot army? I thought it was an orc army. I have an orc army for 40k, but I have a Grot army for one-page rules. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) And my friend got me a a Cromlech Grot tank, so I had to build that. Cromlech does good stuff on their orc line. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You had the uh, band. I have, yeah, yeah. I still have the band. band. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. Well, before before we wrap it up here, we got to talk about Into the Dark. Yes. New Kill Team box. Gonna make so much money. I know box. you are. Uh, that's why you ordered box. forty of them. <laughs> not on the, not on the podcast. <laughs> you can just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I don't sell them for a huge markup. I have, it's like the food, like. Restaurants don't make money on the price markup. They make money on throughput. That's how I treat like the kill yep. team stuff. But that is going to be an insane box. Core rule book. That, uh, I'm already taking some of it for Necromunda. Oh, yeah. Bulkhead walls and oh, everything. Yeah. But uh, plastic crude. And the fact yes. that, yo, the plastic crude are going to sell like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. I know there's some complaints about like they're not ultra dynamic. They're just kind of like standing around. But they're a kill team. Yeah, like, we've seen that with um, Blackstone Fortress. Yep. Was, like, a sign of, like, what was to come. Yeah. It's, like, the Chaos Cultists from that line have become basically, like, their own sub-faction in the Chaos Armies. Yeah. Like, guys with the Commissar Ogren, Commissar, you see, like, the new uh, Commissar, like, the Traitor Imperial Guard. You saw hints of that in Blackstone Fortress. Yep. So, like, this set of crew... I can imagine it's just going to be the first round of crew, and they'll have like probably what two, three years when tenth edition's around. They'll probably have like an all crew army option. Well, if the theories are right, it'll be next year for tenth edition. Well, how long did it take from the Traitor Imperial Guard and Blackstone Fortress to appear, and then they showed up? Five so, years, four years, four years. Yeah, because we were in the last store when we were playing. Yeah. And that was before, that was pre-pandemic as well, yeah. so. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's three, four years. Yep. In there. So, no, I think, oh, by that time it would be 11th edition. Figure, like, every three years they trade. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> It'll be every other year now. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, is that uh, the internship? Is there anything I could do? And I'll send them to someone else, and I'll jam product down their throat. <laughs> That's the GW rep. So yes. How do I jam product down oh, yeah. their throat? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you, you're interested in? I'm, I'm really focused on the new Kill Team box. I'm really focused on Horus Heresy right now. Uh, I did not overbuy on this round out. I'll probably say that for my last trip of the year. Yes. Try to leave my car a little bit more empty. <laughs> you can always rent a trailer. <laughs> No, but I would I would take a lot if I got my Honda Civic. One doesn't have a trailer hitch, so I need a lot of bungee cords and a broom <laughs> stick. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Be like one of those people with like the dome, the travel yes. dome on top of the car. <laughs> oh, why not? So, all right. Well, we'll call we'll call it a show right there. All right. Not on long enough. Well, thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs. And we'll see you next time. I'm Brian. I'm James.
Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. Did you just say bye? Bye. <laughs>